saying i know it's a rude offer but all i have is a hundred pounds oh what are you trying to sell it for 150 oh geez yeah but it's just such a weird like thing to receive like i know i'm being an asshole but i'm still gonna do this thing and like he doesn't know how desperate you are for 150 percent of what you're saying you can go f off if you were like leaving the country tomorrow and you just wanted to get rid of it yeah exactly right so so the thing is yeah. like i had uh, like in the first day of posting uh by the way this is tanked up uh podcast all about craft beer and video games <laughs> uh i don't care if you keep this in or not i just figured i'd get the intro just in case um uh I, like i have a person who a few days ago said i can only meet you on friday but i will commit to give you full price and i'll pick it up from your house and then since then, I've had a bunch of people talk, give me various bullshit prices or just be like, yeah, I'll pay for it. And then I kind of feel bad because it's like, why did I commit to like four days in advance accepting an offer? So I sent them a note and there I'm like, y you're sure you're doing this? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Then that's fine. Like, but there's been people who are like, what's your best offer? I'm like, well, I have offers at 150, so I guess 150. I'm like, just price, just price. Like, do you know? Understand? Like, <laughs> yes, I might have said 150 OBO, but you can't just say what is the best price. You have to pitch a price, and I will say either yes or no. It's not like I've secretly have a price that I'm thinking of. Mm. And if I say 150 OBO, you can then say, well, what's the actual price? No, no, that's not how that works. Like. I'm saying I think the right price is 150, but if no one hits me up for 150, I'm talking about the evaluation. Well, people want their best price for a door stop, you know. But like, hey, well, uh, I mean, say, why do you think I'm trying to sell the fucking thing? Well, I was going to say this is the thing. Like, it, it's crazy the amount that uh, used butt plug goes for online these days. <laughs> isn't it? So. Oh, I mean, it's pretty fresh. Um, it's not the sleek version or the mm, x-rated version it's just it's the regular a behemoth version. yeah <laughs> mm. the big black one you've got sat on the tv at all times yeah exactly yeah, uh i mean yeah. I, I think it's actually at this point been almost a year since i've turned it on sounds right i'd turn it on for forza pay a pay a quid get Wait, so the big thing is like I bought uh, the last Horizon game, but because free. I bought it, I got it also free on the PC. So the last oh. few times I've played it has been on my PC, so it's like, oh, the last fucking Xbox game That's I played, true. they made it open to my PC. My <coughs> PC has a 1080 card in it. It plays it better than the Xbox. Why would I turn the Xbox? Could you? Could that you is very the new true. One? Could you just pick the new one straight up on? Um... PC now. Uh, so I think I, I think it's going to be released in the same way. Where if I buy it in, like I can buy it in both pl platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In which case I'll buy it on that without owning an Xbox. But maybe one day I might have an Xbox. Yes. One day. Well, one the day, next yeah, Xbox will probably be. Back I actually think that so. the next month or so I might sell my PS4 as well. 
<laughs> well, it just shows how much you're using them at the moment. Well, the thing it? is, I don't play them. Like, I really wanted to play Horizon and still didn't finish it. And that's the last time I touched the fucking thing, which is a year old, year and a half old game. Mm. Mm. Um, that's that's the Australian one, isn't it? Forza Horizon Three, because yeah. this one's yeah. four, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So For, like, it's like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. So Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn, <laughs> like, clearly a good game. Didn't finish with the best of 2017. Yeah. Some would say. But, but, like, it's mm. been a year and a half mm. since it came out, and I still haven't <laughs> finished it. So that's one of the few reasons why I own a PS4. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'll I, if I see Ben soon enough, he might lend me Spider-Man. Oh, yes. yes. In which case, I might hold on to the PS4, because that's the only way I can play the game. But mm. I still didn't finish Horizon, which I suspect is a better game than Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm. I'd say it's a better game. Mm. Oh, by the way, we've definitely cemented that my like offhand introduction to the podcast. Oh yeah. There's a <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's totally. Yeah, we've totally started now. Hi, we tanked up. Hey, Ben. Oh, I just, I just, I'm Lucy. You know. Me. I just realized that like we actually started getting substantively into games, and the only introduction was my like. Oh yeah, this could be a thing. <laughs> but, like so, I like I really think so. Like I sold my. Like I eBayed off my Uncharted 4 and my Uncharted collection because I was like, oh, I'm not in a mental space to play these games, mm. let alone in order. Mm. So I've kind of just given up on the Uncharted series. That's fair. And then it's like, well, what keeps me attached to the PS4? It's yeah. like not playing Zero Dawn, which I recognize as a solid game, and the potential of something like Spider Man. And then mm. there's a bunch of PS Plus games that I can't access anymore because <laughs> I let my subscription lapse. I did as well. Mm. I never played them. And I was like, okay, yeah. so now I literally... All these games, I was like, oh, this would be really fun to play. It's like, oh, well, now I can't play them because you only gave them for free so long as I paid you money. And now I clearly shouldn't yeah. be paying you money because I haven't been playing the games. I suppose it's... I mean, something like that isn't so bad. If you've got maybe four, five, six games sat there which you haven't got to yet... To then just pay for maybe one month, which is what, like seven quid? To pay for one month when you've got a, 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 if you a have the backlog console, of yeah. games to be able to access that you know you want to play and get yeah. into, that's yeah. kind of, that seems like I, a yeah. worthwhile My thing, but you've got to have the time to do them all as well. There's, there's, yeah, I don't have the time. I, I like, I need to just focus on getting this goddamn dissertation done. <laughs> um, but also, like, there's no, even with the, you know, couple of years I, subscribe to there's no like clear subset of ps plus games that i sh need to play mm. like, no, there's yeah. no highlights yeah. there like i mean the highlights on the the years, i bought outside of it and exactly, I, still haven't yeah. exactly. Like, I, I own <laughs> zero dawn in digital and still haven't played or finished it and if that yeah. can't get me to play the playstation 4 nothing will mm. you've also got my god of war haven't you no i i, I sold it Ah! <laughs> my shelf but yeah um yes. i also haven't put it in the machine because mm. i i mean part of it was like oh i should play these other games so when you lent it to me i was like oh i should probably like look at Unchar like this stupid idea of an ordering and then yeah. since then it's like i have no urge to touch this system yeah yeah play games unfortunately yeah. so like the ps4 just is lower in the rankings. 
Yeah, I mean, my PS4 this generation was always going to be that machine where I can only play those really good games and nothing else. <laughs> and when I let my uh, PS Plus subscription lapse, and I was playing Spider-Man just going from my library to like free up space, yeah. I was realising, oh wait, I have literally two games on it. <laughs> and then my <laughs> PS Plus has lapsed. It's like Uncharted 4 and Horizon Zero Dawn and that's it. And the odd indie somewhere. Mm. But yeah, I think with the Switch... One console future, and then just the Switch on top of that. I still don't play the Switch that much. Yeah, I know you don't. (laughs) I can tell. I I think I'm just a broken gamer. I think that's what it boils down to. I'm just in in Mm. in a moment where I'm in a stretch of there's other things involved in my life. and Yeah. There was a time where I didn't play games for years when I was just becoming a young adult. Yeah, I'm I'm literally 35 today. A Hooray! young adult. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's it. You've you finally matured into a man. Yeah, you're ready a real to man. I'm take still on a student. The world. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is age anyway? Games are for babies, yeah. so we're obviously mm. all fucking babies. We're old enough to drink. That's all that matters. Hooray! Oh, let's drink. Hey. Let's drink. Yes. yes. Lucy, what? <laughs> are you imbibing right now? I am going to drink a beer from Brewdog. Oh. Yeah, called the Quench Quake. It's a grapefruit and tangerine sour. 4.6%. Picked it up from Tesco. Is it? it? Uh, I've just looked at the camera here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll drink this one as well then. (laughs) We we obviously planned this again. Um, I'll just read the flavour text. Uh, Buckle up for this juice bomb of a sour beer. Juice bomb sour beer? Don't think yeah. I've ever heard those two in a uh, sentence together. Anyway, the first tremor of tartness hits, then hold tight for a citrus blast of seismic proportions. Tectonic plates of lemon, tangerine, grapefruit, and tart apple agitate the pie crust and biscuit backbone. Well, wow, that's a lot of things. I'm going to make a prediction that it's not all those things. <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, pie crust. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's gonna be a hard yeah. thing to pick out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard good things about this uh, this this beer from Brewdog. I've heard that they've been stepping it up lately. I think the last Brewdog beer I had on here was uh, it was it was a collaboration between like them and like like ten other breweries or something like that, and it just tasted. Oh, was it that? It was that eight um, bit, uh, which was eight breweries, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Was it that a Brewdog, one? A yeah. Brewdog led eight brewery. So, yeah. It was um, something like brew, that. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I'm also having supermarket beer, which is the Thornbridge Jaipur India Pale Ale. In a can. <gasps> I I went away at the weekend and pretty much drank that and New World IPA all weekend. <laughs> interesting. So so I just picked it up because it was at my Tesco Express and I thought, this will be interesting. Mm. That's clearly a non-standard sort of su- supermarket beer, but also it's widely available. Yeah. Yeah. So, if not in can in bottle, certainly. So the um, yeah, Jaipur comes with a, over 100 worldwide awards. This iconic American style IPA has a complexity of flavors created by six-dimensional hop experience, which you know, Chinook Centennial. God, fuck! This is the worst. <laughs> this is where those eyes need to. Yeah, Chinook Centennial, <laughs> Antonym, Simcoe, Columbus, Cascade. 
lemon zest and qu- it's quaffable and honey and lemongrass and some Thai curry flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was interesting given that like it was kind of this idea of both Thai and a bit of Indian um, fusion. Yeah, like taste mm-hmm. fusion on an IPA. Mm. Um, which who knows how much actually translate in the taste. I just sort of bought the four pack out of curiosity. Mm. Uh, basically, if you go to a Tesco Express, you can get one of these for the same price as like a four pack of um, uh, Brew Dogs uh, IPA, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is new. I'm super curious. It's um, very clear, straw colored, mild. Yeah. Um, same medium. as ours, really. Yeah. yeah. So yours is much clearer, but I think we've got the same amount of um, carbonation. Mm. Like, if I put my finger That's through, it. you can still see through. While if you do, I think it'll be quite cloudy. I can't quite see the definition. Slightly of cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bit of so, so like, to it. I think they're they're clearish, but mine's like the like Jaipur is almost like a like a lager. Like it's mm-hmm. just got this clarity mm. uh, with the water. Um. On on nose again, we've got sort of standard, generic sort of IPA, quite light. It's got a bit of that bitterness, a bit of that centennial lilt just on the nose, uh, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's super light. Super light. Yeah. I was expecting something with a little more depth. Mm-hmm. Again, mm. I've just had my first quaff. Uh, <laughs> but it's... Yeah, it, it's... It, it tastes like it looks like that clarity in the in the liquid is, is reflected by the clarity and taste. Like it's just sort of like, a, oh yeah, here's a hit of hops and then not much else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I had Jaipur like only maybe last week or the week before. It's just like one of those. Yeah, you know, if it's in the supermarket, there's nothing else. I mean, I wouldn't go out my way to get it, but it's a yeah. very drinkable. You so know, I'm gonna continue well hitting yeah. it up, but like the fact that it had a handful of different hops is kind of not reflected. Like, yeah, I think it's. I mean, this Shunak and Centennial are there, but it j- definitely feels like a sort of more generic IPA. Um, mm. It's very clean, sort of has its notes, and then fades away really quickly and just leaves you with not a lot else. Yeah, which is fine, right? It's like. There's nothing lingering. Mm. It doesn't dry your mouth out. It's just like, hey, here's what a unique idea of an IPA, and then we're done. Mm. How yeah. I describe that, it. like Jaipur, along with the the uh, Northern Monk New World IPA, are absolutely fantastic, like gateway supermarket beers. Yeah, uh, for sure. That can kind of lead people away from, you know, whether it be big brewed beers previously, whether it be bitters. It they're, they're kind of light enough that it can draw in like lager drinkers but it has enough mm. flavor to give you know people who want a big hit you know something yeah it's not going to be a big hit but it gives you something it gives you something over other beers especially other supermarket beers uh, i i think maybe those two um some of the harbor beers that you can pick up um i've only seen them in morrison's i don't know if they're everywhere else 
uh, like the Antipodean IPA. That's a really good beer as well. Mm. Uh, so some of the vacation beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, actually, I had um, ales. Dirty Lager, Dirty Pilsner. I can't remember what it's, it's called. Something Pilsner. Yeah, but that was nice. Yeah, from Vocation. Mm. Yeah, really mm. easy drinking. Yeah, yeah. Just mm. super light, very mm -hmm. refreshing. Uh, just a generally nice beer. Not a huge amount going on, but very, very easy to drink. Yeah. Speaking of easy mm. to drink, um, when I first had a whiff of the aroma from the um, Quench Quake, I, I smelt something slightly metallic, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. But then it gave over to more lemon, like lemon sherbet, soon mm. after. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, metallic taste not there metallic smell gone so that's a plus but um yeah i'm actually really enjoying this uh it's it's not a sour that's like puckeringly sour it's not gonna you know blow your head off it's not like some of the most sour beers we've had on this podcast for sure it's it's very easy drinking so mm. you were talking about like gateway drug i think this would be a gateway drug for sours it's still got like really? some Still got like a you know poppy lilty kind of taste to it. So is it like hoppy but tart? Is that what you're trying to? Yeah, it's slightly tart, but it's yeah. it, it's nowhere near as tart as a lot of other sour beers that I've had. Mm. It's you could like most sour beers, you just want to sip and take your time with. I could see people like getting through this, you know, probably you know twice as quick as a normal sour because it's right. yeah, definitely. Mm, it, it's a bit. I don't know, I'm getting kind of lager-like sensations from it as well, like, mm. more than Yeah, I, I'm sour. not, I mean, I'm not sure, I mean, it's not quite a, I mean, I can see, I can see where the suggestion of Juice Bomb kind of comes, like, it is a big mm. kind of citrus hit. Yeah, it's very it, citrusy. It, it, it does kick more into that sort of tart end of it and mm -hmm. what you're saying there's that metallic i'm still getting a little bit of that but mm. i think for me it just it, it edges on that tartness and it's that tangerine citrusy tartness mm. which just goes over to feeling a little bit metallic uh, okay mm. it, not not massively and not unenjoyably um, I've had beers before where you have that big metallic taste and it just kills the beer completely. Yeah. Uh, this sure. doesn't. It just it just on right on the edge for me. I think. Uh, but that citrus kind of it fades quite quickly, but still leaves you with that light sourness as well to kind of draw you back a little bit. Uh, little dry, not super dry, but dry enough with that tartness kind of just just mm -hmm. remaining a little bit that you want to refresh your your palate yeah yeah so a, little, a little bit moreish. yeah i'm not getting much uh pie crust or biscuity yeah, that was my, or no. given mm. how many words were involved in the description <laughs> I'm curious how many of those like are involved because it feels like to paraphrase you both mm. the initial sort of moments of the flavor text are very obvious the juice bummy parts and then the rest are kind of more flavor text than flavorful descriptions yeah i mean getting the tartness getting the sourness getting the citrus yeah. getting lemon um i'm not picking up too much tangerine or grapefruit really um, not even the grapefruit okay. that i find interesting no because like... um yeah i'm not picking i'm picking up mainly lemon 
Um, not much else. It is, okay. it is a so, lot so, of lemon, So like a tart yeah. citrusness, but maybe not the one they isolated. No, it, that's why I liken it to like lagers, because like lagers are very light and sessionable and have that slightly lemony uh, right. taste to them. Um, tart apple, no. Uh, pie crust, biscuit, no. It's a, so I'd say they've probably got like 40% of the uh, flavor <laughs> texture. Yeah. I think, okay, I think for me, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of the, the other fruits a little bit of mm. grapefruit just sort of sneaking through right mm-hmm. at the end um and that that tartness kind of sits right at the back of your mouth and that grapefruit kind of comes maybe more on your tongue just on the side mm. of your tongue, just I a guess, little bit yeah. just slightly yeah yeah but that pie crust the biscuity backbone it's not really no, coming through either not, for me not present but it's still a very easy drinking beer it's yeah. like i'm i'm past halfway through already very mm. nice. Mm. I'd, I'd pick so this up I. again for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's like if I was in the mood for mm. you know a sour, I think there's another couple of uh, offerings. I think uh, at least in the Tesco's that I was in, Thornbridge had a sour in there as well. Okay. Right. Uh, I don't know whether there were any others. They, these were the two that I'd sort of seen. But you know, more beer styles are coming into supermarkets as well, which is which is good. Good. Yeah. Uh, you know, great for people to get a taster for it to then mm-hmm. go down to the bottle shop to expand and pick up obviously all of those breweries that, that don't feature in the supermarkets and to develop a, you know develop a taste for certain styles or whatever really but um yeah yeah supermarkets are a brilliant place to kind of start to then lead you in and, and they're think. definitely becoming more of a place i think is the key mm, yeah like just recently tesco started stocking new ones and um yeah there's Pardon me. There was there was one um, from Vocation. Uh, I think it's called Love and Hate uh, mm. in a four forty mil can. Yeah, that's a like New England IPA, and it looks the business. I haven't I haven't tried it yet. Um, I really want to like track it down see if it is in like my local Tesco. Um, but that looks like you know something that you could pick up from a bottle shop for five pounds or something like that. And yeah, yeah I I mm. really didn't like it. Love and hate. Okay, um, <laughs> I need to. I need to have a look at it and taste. It was taste. a bit more. It was a bit more hate than, than love. <laughs> uh, hey, I, happens, I'm trying. Right? To, I'm trying to remember yeah. why I didn't like it, but I can. I mm. can remember that I. I didn't finish it. Definitely oh, I didn't uh, finish it. It's a bad beer then. It's, uh, just rewind everything I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try it. Try it. Yeah, because I do like vocations beers. I mean, mm. the, before they, you know, did start getting mass produced, I really, I really did like them. They were. Um, up there on my list and it was like oh yay they're in tesco happy days but i think the quality has dipped since um they've up there you know Production. scale economies of scale and stuff like that yeah. but um but yeah you, you know if i was away like you ben i'd pick up a few cans and just have a good old weekend with those so. yeah if there was nothing else mm. It's just, it, it's, you know, as you did, Adel, we pick up a quick four-pack just off the shelf. It's just yeah. just super easy, super convenient, isn't it? Which I guess supermarkets kind of want it to be, and they kind yeah, of want a little so, bit more of that market share, don't they? So, like, Tesco had an offer where it was, like, a four-pack of this and a four-pack of um, Dead Pony Club was, like, nine quid or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, how can yeah. I, like... It's good. I'll try a four pack of something I know is all right and reliable, and a four pack of this, and like I won't be let down. 
Like, yeah. They, mm. they, they clearly know how to price these things. Uh, BrewDog is doing a very good job of, like, doing the four packs and in, in the cardboard boxes and, like, recognizing that this is a saleable thing. That's the thing yeah, they definitely. used to do, like, a year ago. They didn't have these four packs, and now it's clear that they figured out what the market share is for craft beer in the wide setting, and they're just doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, Capitalism! Yeah, Woo! Um, we're, we're pretty well through these beers. So let's jump on to some games. Uh, Adol, as the returning party... <laughs> have, you, have you managed to play anything? You know, you've been very busy with uh, with dissertation Life. writing and a, a yeah. few little trips uh, and so things. So what I, what I did want to talk about, which just briefly, because I've talked about the um, closed beta of a Magic Gathering Arena. Yes. And now the open beta's been around for about a week. Um, and I met this curious impasse, which is, of course, that um, when they switched from closed to open beta, they wiped your library. Mm. Uh-huh. So I made decks that worked all right with the cards I had, and then now I don't have all those cards. So I can't just immediately remake those decks. Mm. And so um, I'm sort of back at square one, redid the tutorial, got the free cards off the tutorial, and now I have these basic decks, which I know won't make anything useful. (laughs) So it's kind of like, well, I'll just try and play a few, like, I, I could play a handful of games with these shitty decks, to unlock some other cards, and then maybe I'll be able to make something interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the back of mind, I'm like, well, at the end of this open beta, they're going to wipe things out, and then I'll just be at the yeah. same place. So, <laughs> they're going to do that the open beta as well, are they? Yeah, and so, like, I mean, I have to confirm that, because the part of it is just generic supposition, but I believe, I think I heard that they're doing the same thing after the open beta. But, like, mm. That means that I have no urge to play in this middle ground, right? Like, yeah. I played a bunch in the closed beta. I made a couple of decent decks. And one of the reasons why I stopped developing those decks was knowing that there would be a future wipe. But now if I'm in this middle ground, I have no satisfaction of any gameplay because I know it's going to be wipes. Yeah. So I have just kind of like, nope, don't care. That's the thing with betas, isn't it? Though? I haven't played <laughs> yeah. the actual game when it comes out. Yeah. And yeah. In a certain sense, um, I'm getting a free opportunity to play that game, but mm-hmm. uh, because it's based on like collection, mm-hmm. uh, like permanency really matters, and it's like it just sort of highlights for me like the tenuous nature of the non-cardboard version of Magic, like the fact that it's just digital and they can take it away at any moment. Mm. Mm. And so it's like, oh, my fondest memories on Magic are just playing with the random cards I had with friends, regardless of what, like, the meta narrative of, like, what's in cycle and what the big people are doing. And, it, and it's like, you can't replay, you cannot do that with uh, the digital game because the digital game is hooked into the general cycle and, like, you mm. just, like, don't have access to the old car- old cards in the same way. There's no, and there's no trading, right? Yeah, I remember you saying like, saying last time we were chatting that you were you find sort of like drafting uh, a slightly more enjoyable right. experience. Yeah, I find drafting in the digital game more a fake version of drafting in the real world because yes, um, be, because like you're not drafting against people, so there's mm. just a computer who's picking and like taking cards away from you. 
but then when you play that draft deck, those cards might not appear. Yeah. It's the same. It's just this, this idea of a like a closed system that they're trying to mm. get away from mm. because they want to have the most participation, and uh, that's the exact reason why. I'm sort of like the reason why I like magic and drafting in general is because you don't get stuck in this like, well, you can just buy your way to the winning circle. Mm. But the yeah. reason why I don't like it in um, the online game is because when I draft a deck or um it's not that someone's chosen to take this card away from me it's that they've arbitrarily taken it away and then what really matters is when i play this deck i'm not going to be fo i'm not necessarily going to be faced with the deck someone built based on taking these cards when i might have wanted them like that nuance is different completely it doesn't replicate the experience the that experience, you enjoy yeah, yeah. yeah. but mm. but moreover right now in the open beta it's just like Oh shit! This is a collection game, and I'm not sure my collection will last. Fuck it! I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many hours did you think you put into the the closed closed beta? and open beta combined? Oh, so the open beta has got to be less than two. Okay. Okay. Because mm. I've I, I like I've picked a handful of the starting decks, lost a couple games, and was like. Well, I, and honestly, I I know I should have done my due diligence, but I didn't even look into whether they're going to carry close beta into regular play, in which case, like, I don't have this issue. It was kind of like, mm. I don't care. Until this becomes a real product, I'm not going to start collecting game, if, yeah. collecting cards, so I don't care. Um, yeah, and so it's like, in the close beta, I had a couple weeks where I played quite a bit, so I did it. Yeah. You need, like, 5,000 gold to play a draft. I probably played five drafts, which involves playing three games within the draft. Again, I, acknowledging that the draft isn't quite the same, and then in between those things, I played a bunch of just regular things just to like get the gold up or just play and experiment with a deck. Mm. Um, mm. It sort of it, it started to feel like what I liked about Magic despite not playing with my friends, and then it was like, okay. yeah, but also not this. Just put, yeah, yeah. I mean... Mm. But I think a large part of that had to do with, like, I had a deck that seemed to be okay. Yeah. Against the random decks and, like, non-competitive things. It was like, oh, 60-40, I might win. And I, that mattered because I wasn't about to start putting money into buying cards because, of course, it was closed beta, but also mm. I don't know what it means to buy cards in a strictly digital atmosphere. Mm. Uh, and so what, where I sort of waffle is, like... I have no interest in playing this game f using real money, regardless of what yeah. whether it's in beta or not. Yeah, but if you got your enjoyment out of the beta, then yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, to be honest, it's, and... it, it's most of it was like I played a bunch of this card game when I was really young, and then I played a, a little bit for about a year in my mid twenties mm -hmm. uh, when there was a resurgence and this sort of scratches the same itch of like reminding yeah. me of those times and i don't care if i have a super competitive deck it's kind of just like oh i get this yeah if i had other friends who were playing i might have more of an investment when it became a real product but up until now it's just been sort of like a the only reason i have a interesting deck is because it gave me enough like free pack opens or like spend coins that you earn yeah mm. yeah but 
sometimes it's nice just to you know like reconnect with something that you haven't played with it for ages like yeah I and, know, and what when... i think is super important is the fact that i played the card game yeah but now me playing the computer game Mm-hmm. gives me the same sort of idea like it does do a good mapping of like the rules of the card game and it it's very fluid and it gives me the same it scratches that itch despite mm-hmm. being digital not not physical yeah the previous yeah. versions of magic just didn't so i think they yeah. did a really good job of un, like modeling the like rules of the game and making it feel like you're playing something similar yeah even that's good aren't. Yeah. it's it's like why we always well, some foolish people like myself, you know, rebuy like old Nintendo games. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna play through Metroid again, or you yeah. know, through this or that, and you pick it up, play ten minutes, and it's like, yep, um, I so know I like you, this game. Have you bought the <laughs> Nintendo? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't. The only person I know who might have bought that Nintendo membership thing is. Metroid's not even on it. (laughs) Metroid's coming in like November or something. But it's like the only thing that I'd probably get it for is cloud saves, but I don't care if I lose any of my data on those days. Because usually I pick up something, play it, finish it. it. was Mm. install a couple emulators on my uh, PSP and play some good old fashioned SNES games on my PSP. Not even my Vita, just my PSP. There's definite definite ways around it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, hypothetically speaking, that's. I'll get it eventually. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I'll get it eventually, but um, but yeah, yeah, so when, when like Metroid the game I've really on. played, and it's, <laughs> it's much more nostalgia bound. And I think if it was out now, I would have a lot more positive things to say, or interesting things to say, or be more interacting with the thing. Mm. With this idea that like betas wipe your collection, mm. given that you can actually form a bit of a collection without paying real money. Um, but then, obviously, when they do these wipes, so like the idea was, if you if you could have paid real money in the closed beta, and they would have refunded the, that real money, and then you could use that to That's weird. buy new packs. So like yeah. you could Why have bought a bunch of booster packs um, with real money, and then you lose all of that collection, but you could then. You get refunded that, and hopefully you draw a better or just that's, a good set of that's, cards. That's they they, they allow that. They allow that because ultimately, it's a the collection. sale of a digital pack of cards costs it's, nothing. So they can take that money, f- use it in their funding model, put it back into their growth and game development. Exactly, and then essentially all they're all they're doing is they're not they they yes they might be giving you credits back they're not refunding oh, so, that money so back into your things. bank oh they're not refunding they're, oh they're just they're giving just you credit here's the that money towards sense, new packs. you don't get money you that you get the credits you can then yeah. use to purchase um so that what, makes a lot what more is sense. Is, um <laughs> as you open cards you get you build up towards wild cards which you can exchange for us mm. but so you you if you unpack enough like rares or mythic rares you you earn basically a mythic rare wild card which means you can exchange that wild card for anything in the current like legal cards that's mythic rare one copy mm-hmm. of that and then they do that for com- uh, uncommons and rares as well so you sort of earn these like like placeholder cards at the same mm-hmm. time and but some of the booster packs will also just give you a placeholder card um but the idea they're trying to give is like 
you know, for, to, usually you don't want one copy of a card in your deck. It doesn't help because it's one in mm. 60 chance you get it. So you can have up to four copies of a card. So the idea is you can use these like wild cards to like build out your specific deck you've chosen, which I think is mm. super interesting. And yeah. kind of cool, right? Yeah. yeah, definitely. But again, it's this idea of like making a library of fake things. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> which it, I think something I'm we're at of... the point where people who play won't care that it's not real. But also, one of the things that um, uh, Wizards of the Coast is doing is so to have a complete set of. So we've got, you know, uh, an expansion set, which is the, all the booster packs, right, is all the uh, all the cards. If you get four copies of each card in a set digitally, you can contact Wizards of the Coast and exchange that for, oh, physical yes. one, for the physical one. But only if you have the entire set. Yeah. Um, but that's a way that they're trying to bridge the idea of, like, collecting digitally has a real-world version. Mm. Well, what's interesting mm. is like, then you don't have the digital. Yeah, I remember mm. you saying they they take the digital deck yeah. and you almost got to start again because you wanted. Which to trade I think it's like it's a really good like way of making people feel like all I have to do is collect, and then I can get the real thing. Maybe, but like functionally, mm. because of the odds, you won't ever get all the things. Mm. Do you do you think there's get, like a big crossover between digital and physical players, or do you think they're making yeah, so, this game to try and push people towards oh, the physical? I think, I think they're trying to version? capture a lot of the Hearthstoney people, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think their core is going to be people who've played Magic in the past or oh, play okay. it now. Mm. Um, and so why this is such a good version is because it actually like captures the stack, which is the order in which. You know, you can play a card on a card on a card on a card, and the previous versions of Magic was very clunky and and like slow, and this is very like fluid, and captures that really well. So you don't need mm. to worry about like, well, what's the order of operations of if I cast a thing, then you cast a thing in response, etc., and then I cast a thing in response. That that logic is clear in this game, and it all feels very fluid. Mm. And I think. Um, what they're banking on is magic players doing this and sort of like so, so like physical card magic players are do probably will do this sort of just to keep on like sharp mm -hmm. because you don't have to worry about like going to Friday Night Magic or some other place and like finding the opponents with the physical cards to do this. This is a way of like I might not have the perfect deck because my perfect deck is physical. But I can make a facsimile or whatever, and I can keep yeah. sharp. But and I can play the game whenever I want. And so they're trying mm -hmm. to like bridge that gap of like people who give lots of shits about this and on-demand play. <laughs> it's like chess. Playing chess yeah, on except a computer. Like, there's no real difference between playing chess in person <laughs> and playing chess online. You don't suddenly lose the ability to use to use knights. No, but you could set the computer to like, like a fat a thousand and so so what's the bishops pack? So some versions <laughs> of some online magic games have had 
um, computers, but like this one doesn't. Except for the tutorial, you're playing against other people. Oh, you can't. Can you not play against a computer at all, though? No. Okay. Yeah. So you either play like you you pay some gold or some gems, which are gold you can earn through quests and just playing enough games or winning, and gems you play you you earn through like paying money. How do you know the thing or person you're playing against online? Okay, so isn't so, just so, like a computer there to mine. So as far as the, they have made it clear, <laughs> uh, you you, the you play and against magic people. The government <laughs> but like I think that's super important, right? And you can play in competitive mm. draft, non-competitive draft, quick play, uh, competitive constructed decks, etc. Like they have different ways of playing. Mm. Um, and a lot of that has to do just with the seriousness of people. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, how much no, like, like you have to buy into mm. that type of like round. If there's no play against like computer, this is definitely for like hardcore gathering fan, uh, fans then, rather than people maybe trying to get into it. So I think they're they're trying to toe that line mm. by having like non-competitive constructed and non-competitive okay. draft as well. Is the idea of like you won't get huge rewards, but also your opponents won't be like assholes. Right? They might still be assholes, they'll just be on a similar level. You know, they're assholes who don't know all the things. But I think what they're trying to do is capture that, like, so one of the problems with Hearthstone being around for so long is like, in order to be competitive in Hearthstone, you have to pay a lot of money. Like, like, like good decks just need mm. the right kind of cards and the only way to open them is to like pay money for a lot of packs until you get the cards and so yeah it seems like what was the coach is trying to do is replicate what they have in the physical realm which is like uh every week you can just get together at friday night magic and play your deck against whatever or you mm. can play competitive draft and there's a ranking system with that and so they're trying to like make it in the same platform make this these these ideas of like you could try and be the best in the world or the best in your region or you could just try and have fun and mm. you'll have differing like rewards for that but we're making it clear that you can play this game in these seven ways mm. yeah it's fair it's fair Anyway, that's magic. I think we've talked really <laughs> much about it. Is, game uh... that neither of you two have played ever. <laughs> I don't know this game is. <laughs> I think the the one thing that maybe we'll come back to that maybe we've actually chatted about before a little bit uh, that it kind of makes me think of talking about the the idea of a collection which can kind of just be like reset at any point it's it's the same as any digital collection of anything you know tomorrow your steam library can just not exist fuck you no it can't there's like 1400 games in that library <laughs> I hey. hate you. Why would you hey. say this? Now I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> it it would be it would be like you've been reborn. The only four posts got honestly, wiped. That's it. You've shed. You've shed all of those yeah. burdens. But yeah, I mean, so so I think what's even more interesting is like with Kindle when they they reissued a, a publication of like 1984 or something. I can't remember what the actual book was. Yeah, but like there was a. Um, there was a version, and then there was a publication difference, and so they just pushed the publication update via the pub from, from the publisher to mm -hmm. everyone. So there was kind of an erasure 
um, and it became quite a hot topic in like digital rights stuff because no one, it, has, no one has said it ironic it. that it would be 1984. <laughs> I, I think I might have made up the connection. Let's leave it. Let's leave it as that. It's but so yeah. poetic if it was. Um, <laughs> but like, the, there was this moment where people who thought about digital rights were like, were like, I get that you are obligated by your contract to make sure that when you sell this from point X onwards, it will be in this form. Mm. But that's a big difference between that and people in times before X was a thing, uh, having to suddenly get their version changed. And that was a landmark mm. moment in digital rights because it was mm. like, oh, we don't really have an answer for why we thought we needed to push this update to people who already had the copy of the book, except that our legal, like we were just thinking in the moment, our legal license was for this version. So anyone who was interacting with us at this moment, we felt like we should just push that version. Yeah. But it yeah. just ignores the temporality of, of, of these types of things. And I think uh, it's the same problem with digital rights libraries is this idea that like you can't you don't own the thing you own like the ability to have a copy of the thing but have yeah. a copy is a fluxing thing same thing with like um uh gta 4 and san andreas in the past three years mm -hmm. have had huge updates on steam because they've lost the rights to the music involved. oh yes yeah and mm -hmm. so but it's like if well if I had GTA San Andreas and GTA four installed on my computer with the copies of those audio files installed, I've played it a couple times, whatever, what well, gives you the right to set to, to through a Steam auto update to take that away? Mm -hmm. It's just the same as if I own the C D ROM. Yeah. Which which is what Steam Auto Update does, which is different from I'm now reinstalling it and now I get like so there's like the general idea of when I bought it, I had rights to these songs, and now I'm reinstalling it today, and I don't have rights to that song, those songs, and that's also a shitty thing. But the auto-update mm. is, is so much more precarious, because it's like, when I installed this, if I installed it off the CD-ROM, I'd still have all these songs, but because I installed it off of you, you're now trying to push me out of having these things. Mm. And that's... I Like ostensibly it's the same problem but no it's not because if i had bought it on cd-rom it wouldn't have this issue and i haven't uninstalled and reinstalled so it's not that i'm mm. reappealing to what you have but licensed it... to you're just telling me i no longer have access to this thing that i already had on my computer mm. yeah i mean it's an interesting idea that even now perhaps like you you rarely get um like cd-rom drive <laughs> games these days you, you rarely yeah, got pc games as, as physical media do you not unless you live in like i don't know the czech republic or something no mm, yeah, maybe possibly possibly but even even so even it's if Croatia, you did I know, but... you know you think uh, of like Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> think of uh you know PlayStation. i, really I wasn't thinking about the witcher when i said czech republic it was yeah, but the witcher is I'm poland yes, i was thinking of amanita design Anyway, I think that's <sighs> Sorry, Ben. Carry what on. What am I saying? I um, you're saying my co-hosts are pseudo-nationalistic <laughs> racists, but in a fun way? Question mark. Whoa. Whoa. Um, 
physical purchases versus a digital one. Even now, even when you put Spider-Man in your PlayStation, if it's hooked up to the internet, it will patch it. Yeah. You know, the only way that you're not getting some kind of forced update these days is by disconnecting your machine to the internet. Physical media is so pointless. Sorry, I just, I just have a real gripe. Oh. So I put in a disc for Spider-Man, and they have to download. Exactly why there's like, a, the point of why physical media might be useful, right? It's, it's, it's like, not. It's, if I own San Andreas or GTA 4 on physical media, I wouldn't have to worry about these radio stations, which honestly, in the way these games are designed, are kind of integral to like enjoying it, like part yeah, of. GTA the 4 didn't have the best soundtrack. Sorry, I'm just negating everything you guys Yeah, yeah, uh, but but what? But like, it's like, clear that like, even if it's a shit soundtrack, it still played a good role. And so the yeah. game changes when I no longer have the same thing. I'm playing a slightly mm. different game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I just try not to think about this yeah. digital future and how nothing matters and how so, everything so will I've be white anyway. I've always been a big proponent <laughs> of Steam for oh, well. things. That's why I've yeah. been buying games on Steam for over 10 years, right? Like, mm. I think it makes sense. I don't want the waste of plastic. I like the, like, ability to install these games whenever, whenever, wherever. Yeah. But there is this flip side, which we rarely really bump into, except on these, like, music rights type things in general. But, like, it's not the same game I bought. No, and some games are just taken from the storefront. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, so, so what's nice about Steam is like, Ninja um, game. yeah, the the TMNT um, games died, but uh, but you if you oh, if you bought them, you can still install them. So that's no. a big difference, right? Steam uh, isn't get, mm. revoking access when the uh, it doesn't remove it from your library. No, it no. does because because right. you own it, right? The idea it's is you not can't, there to buy. A, a, once the license expires, you can't buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of like oh, it's shitty, but like so, I've had the um, those Marvel games, um, multiplayer, side scrolly. Spider-Man! No, X-Men. No, post-X-Men. Marvel. Captain. Oh, fuck. Underpants. Oh, I... I don't know. I, I really you. like... Are you on about that MMO or something? No, no, no. Uh, Heroes. Was that, was that Marvel Something Heroes? like that. That got shut MMO, down. After like yeah. Yeah, it's not six the MMO, months after it came the, out on um, console. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not a side good scroller. This really bothers me that I can't. Ultimate Alliance, the Ultimate Alliance series. Oh, it, there's a fight. I've heard game. of it. There's like you, you. Is it a brawler? Play a plot through, and you can either play oh. by yourself or with a partner. And there's different ways of playing, but there's a progression system. They're fantastic. I love them. They're the best licensed Mar- Marvel games. Ultimate you Alliance. You haven't played Spider-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, but those games had a time on the Steam store, then they disappeared, then they reappeared, then they disappeared again because of <laughs> licensing. Okay. But at any point, once you've bought them, you could reinstall them, right? Right, right. I think that's super important for the digital yeah. platforms is mm. that, like, there's no never a non-access. But mm-hmm. having said that... To kind of is with like these these GTA music licenses, right? Like like, um, you're you're playing a 
different game which like substantively is mostly the same but also isn't mm. you put a bunch of bullshit music that isn't licensed to fill the radio stations and you're not playing san andreas yeah i mean a, yeah. a lot of a lot of those games do rely yeah. heavily on their soundtracks for the yeah. tone yeah of of uh, whether but it's what uh, i think like a really, piece, i remember in like pilot school city. like listening to like sweet child of mine and stuff. right yeah uh, but i, I think what's very... even worse yeah, is fine. the fact that when you buy the game it's not made clear that it might be the case in the future that the music <laughs> might not appear Imagine yeah. telling us in like 2004, it's like, oh, you can't listen to a but, like, I deep think cover by Dr. Dre and San Andreas. And but I like, think that's super yeah. important because, like, <laughs> when I was sold this, I was sold this packaged game that, especially at that time, was supposed to be identical to the PS3, Xbox, or CD ROM version. Mm. Right? And actually, what I was being sold was the rights to this game, which is a fluid thing. And so. I actually do have to question which parts of this game do I have access to, which, yeah, is just the music, but also is the music. I wonder if people think mm, about it a little point. bit more now that, you know, say the next uh, GTA game, they'll have thought There'll about be no rights. music. <laughs> yeah, I, either that or they'll have, you know, they'll have, they'll have the right to, uh, you know, uh, an extended period of time, you know. Whatever they would deem, like like twenty five years or something like that, or ninety nine like years, window, you know, like yeah. a longer lease sort of thing, mm, yeah, uh, I... rather than just a ten year kind of period, because they know that you know even now it's an issue. So, you know, at what I point doesn't it become an issue? And that is kind of, I suppose, where they'll try and tread that ground. And and you know, the next the next bash so, might be twenty years. So if uh, if, if they try I and buy rights got for, what so. I wanted, I'd be okay with limited licenses, but if I Similarly to like the same, like it, uh, with the Ultimate Alliance games, right? When when uh, Atari lost the license for Marvel characters, you could no longer sell it. But I owned it and I got mm. it. Right? I think yeah. the same type of rights should be with music towards characters and other IP. So if the game can't retain all of those licenses, you can't sell the game anymore. But if you own the game, you get all of those licenses. Where mm. I have a problem is this idea that when I bought it, I had a license to all of these tracks. And then yeah. somehow time has passed and my purchase means something else. And, yeah. I, and I get why that makes sense contractually with between the two corporations, but it's really unfair to the consumer. <laughs> And so mm. if I bought San Andreas today and they said, you don't get all those tracks, you get these other radio stations, that'd be okay. But the fact that when okay. I bought San Andreas, I had rights to these tracks and suddenly I don't anymore. I mean, it shows like how the intellectual property law and like digital rights hadn't caught up with each other. But I also think like what matters is you need to keep your like content secure right in the same way as like when the deadpool a game was sold it was sold and then they lost the rights and it was not on any of the marketplaces in any of the consoles and then because the movie was successful they renegotiated things yeah buy yeah. it again and they remaster right? 
I mean, they didn't actually. The initial re-release wasn't a remaster, and then they did because it was sufficiently popular. Yeah. But the point is... That's a cool the, game. The, yeah, the company who made it re-secured the rights based on contractual law. But mm. if, I was, if I was a Steam owner of that game in that interim period, I still could download and install it. And I got the yeah. whole game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think... What what the game companies need to do is view these as kind of like lump sum bubble products. So we're negotiating all the rights to this. And I yeah. recognize when you have a bunch of like radio stations with real songs, that's difficult. But also, mm-hmm. that's what you're selling, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So that's Good. the games I've been playing and whining about. <laughs> I didn't talk about anything you guys have been playing, so I suggest maybe we go to beers and then you guys can tell me what you've been playing. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've got it sat in front of me. I'm sort of ready to go. I'm ready to go. Um, I bought again from the supermarket. Um, I believe this beer is just called IPA, uh, and it's from. <laughs> <All right. laughs> It's from Crate. Um, oh, yeah. I've not had a beer from Crate for a while. And uh, when I did, it was bottled. It must be it must be a few years ago now. Uh, I can't remember if it was a bottle shop purchase or it came through uh, like a mail order service. But it's canned now. Okay. Um, I think they had about yeah. three, four different styles in Tesco. Uh, it's 6%. It suggests... Where's the flavour text? Uh, uh, it's not really about the beer, I don't think. There is always something brewing at Crate. We're all about fresh thinking and fun doing. It's what gives us our unmistakable flavour. What can start with a crate of beer? Open up! Um, water, malted barley, wheat, hops, yeast. 6%. That is all I get. Um, I picked this up because the last time I had a crate beer... Didn't really like it. Hmm. Um, and I've never <sighs> wanted to, nor have I picked another beer up from them. So, I thought I'd try it. Okay. Fingers crossed for you, then. Yes. What do you got there, Lucy? Mm. I am also drinking another supermarket beer. I believe it's from Sainsbury's. Um, it's called Ghost Dance. Quite a striking can. Got a Native Ooh, American. I like that. It's very nice. It's a Chinook Pale Ale. Okay. Uh, flavor text: Chinook Pale Ale, New World Pale Ale, Galena Amarillo, and Chinook hops combine to bring this bold New World IPA to life and deliver a powerful hit of exciting hop character. Ooh. The Ghost Dance shall reunite the living and the dead to bring peace, prosperity, and unity to all Chinookan tribes. Five point three percent. Powerful beer there. So so. While you guys pour that, I'm drinking the Siren Craft Brew Cold Brew. Oh, yeah. It's a coffee arse beer. Mm. See, if only we had actually planned things, I would have put that in the fridge. Uh, yeah, but we haven't. <laughs> no. I drank that one. Uh, we first made Cold Brew as part of Project Barista 2018. It's a light, dry, and drinkable black lager, but sure packs a flavor punch. We cold steep the malt for coffee and chocolate notes without bitterness, hopped delicately, and again cold steep Brazilian coffee. This time for a host of fudge, caramel, and soft fruity flavors. Find out more at blah 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 blah. It's a five percent ABV. Um, 
Yeah, it's a cold steeped coffee Schwarzbier. Schwarzbier, yeah. Schwarzbier. Yeah, and um, a lot of uh, Sirens coffee like um series have been really nice. I really enjoyed Yeah, them. I mean that's actually the reason why I saved this one for the pod is because I've had a few of um Sirens coffee-ish things. And this is for my yeah. last beer fifty-two delivery. Um oh, mm. it, it immediately on the pour I get these wonderfully fruity, sort of plummy coffee notes. Um, so toffee coffee, right? So the sweetness mm. that comes with beer that doesn't necessarily come with initial cold brew, but like it clearly is a coffee beer. I'm going to leave it there, let it settle for, with the head, and uh, go to Ben. Yeah. <gasps> oh, back to me, back to me. Um, uh, it, it's very multi. Uh, I was expecting a bit more of a hoppy hit, I suppose, with it being an IPA, but it's super, super multi. You get that in the nose straight away, and on the flavour, I'm getting this sort of light, hmm? almost not quite, not quite biscuity. It's not quite sort of buttery. It's not a base, but it's a bit maybe mm, mm, slightly wheaty, perhaps. Not much, but a little bit of sweetness, slightly. But it's all the malts, all coming through from that. But but not biscuity. So 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 quite malty, but not biscuity. Is that what you're saying? Well, slightly, slightly biscuity. There's this like slight sweet wheatiness to it. Is it Wheatley? Uh, almost uh, Wheatley. <laughs> Where's Wheatley? No. Uh, makes me think a little bit of slightly of a digestive, not too much. I was going to ask. Too much. So, so in the like, um... nah, never mind. Yeah. So slightly. <laughs> <digestive. laughs> I was going to make a weird analogy, and I realized that it's too esoteric. <laughs> so um, just far too out there for anyone yeah. to pick up. Um, it fades quite quickly. Uh, it does kick in a little bit to a, a slightly bitter flavour. Not big, but it just kind of sits there in the background. Uh, that's probably maybe what the hops are trying to kick up a little bit right. of. Uh, but interesting that they've not sort of given me much more information. Um, they do have, I noticed as I put the can down, they do have this little um, diagram on the can. Oh yeah, that's which, pretty. Which which suggests sort of what it's leaning towards. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure whether the camera picked it up, but it leans a little bit to more. It suggests it leans a little bit more towards sweet mm. and yeah. just as much hoppy with a really low uh, malt, they suggest on there. Uh, so I don't know whether the quake quench has just fucked me up. In terms of what I can, what I can taste. Right. Uh, well, I think I, I might have the same problem over here. Uh, <laughs> it does. Oh, actually, there is a little bit of flavour text underneath that. Uh, complex and bold, with lots of juicy hops. One to sip, sup, and savour. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do any of those things. I'm going to gulp it and get it down quickly. But uh, well, I'm not getting much juice. Not getting well, much juice. Well, ben contemplates those last flavours. Uh, Lucy, what hmm. is on your plate? And by the way, I assume you've poured your beer into a plate. I uh, yeah, some it, sap in it, it. <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. Uh, 
Mine is very clear. It's as clear as yours. Oh, it is. It's as clear as my the Jaipur. It looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I had quite a frothy head. It, it, it took a few seconds to go down. Um, the smell is very slight, citrusy, and as to the aroma, in the taste, it's you're getting a bit of bitterness, bit bit of maltiness on the back. Um, but it doesn't really do much. I mean. Is it, is Nothing it outstanding about it. Beers where there's a taste, but it doesn't linger, so you don't have a lot like to do. Or yeah, it's it's you're exactly right. It's like you have a little bit of taste at the beginning. I don't think it's very citrusy. Hmm. Was it a, a chilly mostly, pale? Wasn't it? Yeah, it's. It doesn't really taste of much. It's it's ultimately very forgettable. It's like. Hmm. There's yeah, not so much I, to it at all. I mean, I'm going no. to try and enter this term into the tanked-up lexicon, which is mm. like, no way, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's a taste, and then it, like, fades away immediately. It's light, I agree, and yeah. it just fades away. And I think we've had a handful of beers like that over time, and I coined this, and immediately was like, I can think of seven beers I've had which have this property. <laughs> so I think... Um, yes, and it it's is light in a way, bad, yeah. Right? It's no. just... It, it's... it's, it's for, it's just not going to make a mark. I'd say it's probably worse than light in a way because it's like you're not even getting any flavour to begin with. It's like... Oh, just a way? Yeah, it's just a way. It's oh, like, God. I'm not getting... Oof. I am Oof. slightly bunged up. I probably sound even more nasally on, on tape, but it's, it's, I'm not getting anything. Uh, unfortunately. It's like the Quench Quake, definitely getting those sour you know tart notes mm, and mm, right yeah this nothing at all maybe maybe brew dog is maybe that's their plan all along just sap your taste buds so anything else <laughs> after just tastes mm. awful and then you just buy brew dog well i'm, I'm just going back to it because it, it, yeah. it, it, it sounds yeah. like you were disappointed and that's why I'm yeah I, I really am i mean i didn't really have high hopes for this um yeah, who's the brewer? No apple pie crusts. Um, no. I say that because high um, hopes. High hopes. High up in the. I don't even know who the brewer is. I don't know who the brewer is. Does it say? It's good. It's got to say. Does it? Uh, Tesco's. Ghost. Mister Sainsbury. Maybe it's. It, no, Ghost Dance is the name of the beer. Maybe it is just Sainsbury's home brand beer. <laughs> I don't um, know. What, my my mum bought this, so I have no idea. It's got to be brewed what, somewhere by I someone. Don't know. No, it just it just appeared. <laughs> someone oh, did a ghost like a dance and it just doing a dance. Yeah, like um, I might have to Google this little, one. Uh, it looks like it's by Mondo Mondo Brewery. It doesn't say anywhere on the can that it's from Mondo Brewing. Nowhere. Well, there could be another Ghost Dance, but I mean, like, the top hits are on Ghost Dance Beer Armando Brewery. Ooh. Um, Literally nowhere on the can. Maybe, <laughs> it is, maybe it is a ghost beer. I was gonna say, maybe it's yeah, literally a ghost beer. Am I alive? <laughs> is anyone? <laughs> um, it doesn't say anywhere on the can who makes it, unless it, the name is of the brewer is Ghost Dance, but that's the name of the beer. Who knows um, these days, Lucy? Yeah. 
It's give not... anyone. I'll send you a ten pound check if you find this anywhere, and you can tell me <laughs> who the brewer is. Can I see the? Can you show me the? Just in the camera. Yeah, it's definitely not the same beer that comes up because that's clearly a different beer. Ah, so not who Mondo. Made this? <laughs> Jesus. I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'll scan it in untapped. Oh, yeah. it's an Aldi. Then... It's an Aldi special. Right. That's Chinook, Chinook um, Ghost Dance. I get the, it's an mm. Aldi special. Okay. Remember Aldi Stores UK is an IPA. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean. No, but I know that I'm not offending any particular brewers. It's not good. The thing, uh, so if you do go on Untaps, I've had a couple of beers. I've had a couple of beers, beers made for Aldi. And if yeah. you put them in on Untapped, it will bring up the like collaboration brewer that they're made yeah. with. So it uh, looks like it's. Yeah, I mean, there. So but... with the speed, with the speed that these two can bash it into Untapped, if you can come through on yes. Twitter at tanktap underscore cast and tell us who it's brewed by. Right this second, you'll be quicker than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so well, it, it seems sense. like it might be a brewery special. Uh, I'm sure there's a brewery behind the yeah. scenes, but there. I, I mean. I don't think I've had many beers from Aldi. I know Little do pretty decent beers. Um, quite a lot of lagers, I think they do, yeah. Little. But they, they do some decent ones for the price. I, you know, I enjoy, the, one I enjoy the Pilsner from Aldi, but that's about it. I don't think yeah, I've had that. I actually am surprised given that like Pilsners for me are, tend to be variable, but like the, the like, grocery store special <laughs> Pilsners in this country are not bad. Yeah, which I wouldn't have um, expected. Yeah, oh, I mean they're just mm. as they're just as good as I mean any of the lagers that you you know Stella, yeah. Bex, anything like that. They 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 match up to those. Yeah, for almost half the price, you know. Um. Yeah, nothing to say. You guys, have you had the cold brew by Siren? Yes, as I I haven't yet. It's still still there to a be. A while done. ago, though, a little while ago. Um. So I'm actually surprised that it doesn't have so much of a coffee taste. Yeah. I thought it would have hmm. more given that it's a coffee cold brew. And it just doesn't. I, I mean, it has a... It's First of all, it's really light as far as like... So, I mean, it's a thick beer. But like having a sap doesn't give you like tons of character or layers that I would expect from a like a, like a coffee stout, for example. Mm. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> uh, feel free to edit that some way. Nah, it's fine. I've been sniffing um, all this time. Nah. So it does have that a bit of some toffee notes, but it definitely has that biscuitiness. Um, but all, all all told, it's actually quite a light coffee beer. Mm. Like it's it's actually super drinkable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! It's clearly done something to you. Yeah. Um, you have magic to it as well. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I'm, I'm like super surprised because it doesn't have that. Ah, <laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> uh, never mind. Yes, it, it, it apparently I'm allergic to this. Fuck off. I'm gonna say no more. Let's talk a lot about Magic the Gathering. I don't have to care. No. About this tasty coffee beer. It's oddly coffee-like, but but light in a really great way because. Oh god, I might snooze again. <laughs> as soon as you start to talk about just the beer, <laughs> it builds. But yeah, I, I actually am super surprised that 
it retains these coffee characteristics, but it's actually quite light in the mm. sense of like I could easily drink quite a lot of it. Like it's yeah. it doesn't have that heaviness that we associate yeah. with like coffee stouts, for example. Mm. Or Is it quite stouts. bitter or No, not at all. No. Okay. Nice. I look forward to tasting that one. Yeah, so it it has sort of the the high notes of coffee without the bitter notes of coffee. Yeah. It's not too sweet, right? It's not a sweet beer. Mm. Um uh, but it's not bitter, and it's sort of like a yeah. It's it's like it definitely tastes like coffee, but it de- it mm. tastes more like an iced coffee than a yes um, regular coffee without being like a sweetened iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a thing yeah. to 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 make clear is like it doesn't taste sweetened, but it does taste like a cold coffee. Mm. So most of the time, when you get an iced coffee, you get it arf- artificially sweetened. Yeah, but that core taste is sort of what the cold brew is about, and I think it does it really well. Yeah. Nice. Or I'll leave it there because mm. I might sneeze again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very let's, nice. Let's move on then, uh, Lucy. Yes. Yes. Uh, I've got I've got one game to talk about, um, which okay. we can finish, which we can finish on. Uh, but let's let's hear what you've been playing first. Yeah, um, I played this a few weeks ago. Um, it's what I wanted to speak about on oh, and a you kept podcast. it from us this long. Yes, I have. Um, but it, it's not it's not a game that came out recently. I think it came out a few months ago. Okay, it's called, it's called Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> no, that's a hard game. Could never it finish is. that. Goddamn turnips. Yeah. You run out of turnips, and then what do you do? They're still bad guys. Throw potatoes at them. You just put it down like I do. Pick another vegetable. I don't know. You hope you will dig up a like weird bubbly red vial, so you can go into the other realm. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. (laughs) And then what? What you earn? This was all a dream in the end. Fucking worst Mario game ever. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of what I played of it. It's very hard. But anyway... What did you play, Lucy? I played a video game. Um, what? Um, um, <laughs> I thought this was a board game. Co- I thought we transitioned to just... Fucked board. it. We fucked it. Yeah. Game, yeah. um, and by that you mean like one of those VHS murder mystery adventures? <laughs> what FMV game? <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's, I'm being, it's, I've, I've been away for too fine. long. I can't help hearing <laughs> the basic tenets of this podcast. It's fine. Uh, it's it's a video game, mm. yeah, but it's a mobile game. Oh, mobile video game. Mm. Uh, it's called G30. It's um, only on iOS platforms. I played it on iPad. Uh, I was speaking to you about this, Ben, and you said that it's yeah. not on Android, which is unfortunate. Maybe it'll come to Android in the future. Not sure. Uh, this was we... a few weeks ago, wasn't it, that we were that we, we said about Yeah, this. we briefly touched upon it. Um, yeah. But the whole crux of the game is it, it's ostensibly a puzzle game, um, with which is quite narrative-heavy. Um, and the way the narrative unfolds is quite interesting. Um go into that a bit later but the main mechanic of it is um you're basically rotating dials um as you rotate the dials uh, a picture begins to form so it could be a picture of like a bird a dog a heart a brain stuff like that um and these things that you know these 
real world objects are quite intrinsic to the overall narrative to the overall story right um the the mechanics they get a bit you know they get a bit more complicated the the, the longer you go through the game you have like different colored wheels and dials and um sometimes moving one dial will move another a certain way like mm, right, yeah. you move one clockwise it'll move it anti-clockwise or something like that so they do get a bit more layered and more complicated um i would i will say towards the end i was getting a bit frustrated with it because it's like <laughs> I, I didn't quite grasp um some of the more intense mechanics uh that were in the late game um yeah. And for a few of the puzzles, I was just, um, you know, just going in blind and just trying to do it just, just out of pure luck right. rather than any kind of strategy or anything like that. And I think if you actually take the time to learn the mechanics, I'm not sure if the game does a great... Um, it doesn't introduce you to these new mechanics in such a great way. It's, it's actually like, okay. oh, I'm on a new level. Here's a new mechanic. This is how it works it, it, by you figuring it out. There's no, right? There's no like you know Hand tutorial like. There's no, there's no or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's down to you to understand it. And if you get stuck, maybe go back to a, a previous level and try and really understand mm. um, mechanic. How the, but, how the game, like, how the game works. Yeah, level. Yeah. yeah. And um, but that being said, um, I. <laughs> I think what carried me through those later levels um, was certainly the narrative. Uh, mm. I don't want to get too... It's, it's a bit tough. I don't know. I don't want to get too spoilery because... Oh, I, I don't know how to tackle this. Um, there is a narrative of some sort? That yeah. Spoil? No. Uh, and I think... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems yeah. like the simplest way of, yeah. of saying I don't want to spoil things is there's something mm. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the narrative is it's very crucial to the game. It's like, you could look at this and it's just like, oh yeah, that's another puzzle game. Um, I first played it when I was at EGX and um, just walked over and started, you know, playing it on an iPad that was there. And it's like, this has got a cool visual style, which I've got the game here. Ooh. I'll actually just uh, show it to you. It's, it's um, like on a black background for the listeners. And uh, okay, you know you got different colors, like you know different. It's quite What's vibrant. It again? Sorry, uh, G thirty, so it's just G three zero. Um, uh, I did check; n still not available. No, uh, yeah. I mean, it only came out like, maybe five months ago. So that I could <laughs> yeah. refresh it over the weeks. Yeah, but yeah, and you, the top you... response is BMW five series G thirty. Yes, it is. Yes, does <laughs> not help. Yeah, but the the the, the um. The, the name of the game does hold reference later on. Um, some people, if you're if you know about this already, then y you might you know understand what it means. But for me, I'm a dumbass, so I don't. And <laughs> are you saying you don't pay attention to the BMW Corporation and their models? No, I have an Audi, so no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Where was I? You see, this is why I can't have a deal. So, so, it's just I, 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 I mean, so it seems like what you're yeah. trying to say, mm. uh, if I can paraphrase, yes. is there's some That's interesting puzzle mechanics which you might be able to go into detail with because you kind of have glossed over. But what makes it super interesting is the narrative mechanics which you don't want to go into because you don't want to spoil. 
Yeah. So it's it's basically recounting um, an experience of one person, um, and as you're rotating the dials and you're, you're starting to form pictures, um, you basically get text on top of the uh, at the top of the screen, um, recounting a story, right. and um, once you. It's really hard to explain. Once you start piecing in those words, like the sentence structure ch starts to change depending on where you rotate that okay. dial. So, oh, interesting. And it starts to change the meaning. So you can have one sentence like saying, um, oh, I, I went into an underground station and I saw a policeman. And that's how it starts off. And then you start to rotate it more and start to get that picture a bit more, mm -hmm. which could be... A picture which turns out to be like a picture of a gun and it's like it starts off very you know innocent like oh mm. i went to an underground station and the policeman was there yeah you start rotating it was like oh actually i was running down into the underground to escape from the policeman mm. and right. stuff like that so it changes the actual meaning it, of the yeah it yeah it changes the the syntax the structure of the of the story and <laughs> In in each each time in each puzzle, you get like several several words that you have to highlight, and these words then get put into like a database, um, which tells like a complete story, like you know, out of no amb ambiguity from right, the yeah, not, the other you, narrative. Uh, what actually happened? Yeah, gives you the raw story, and it's a really nice. really interesting interesting take on. Um, so it's kind of like it starts with an unreliable narrator, like yeah. You see, it gives you the reliable narration. Precisely, yeah. And there's a reason why that narrator is unreliable, and that ties into the whole Ooh, meaning okay. of the game and the what G30 means. And been as I say, I don't want to. Yeah, it means fucking <laughs> yeah. BMW owners are assholes and they're liars. Yes, yeah, yeah. that is that is a that's super interesting. Yeah. I know, it is, yeah. I'm now mm. kind of annoyed that it's not on android mm, yeah and i think even if it's on pc it could work on pc it's but much it's, it's really good with like the touch mechanics um because yeah. the rotation and everything Last like that but... mechanic he charged me double for <laughs> quadruple for a bmw yeah <laughs> i yes. enjoy it like lucy you haven't been around me <laughs> that wasn't an actual job of Conversation. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but I won't go into it anymore because, as I yeah, said, so I just want to really leave. Cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, and so I mean, I'm super into narratives and like the the sort of yeah. unreliable narrator narrator Rashomon yeah. type ideas. Yeah. Something that I feel like has only been sort like been overexplored in like shitty movies, but not really mm. explored as much in games. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. The idea of like a game which not only sort of explores it, but also gives you like the quote unquote textbook. This is what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Sounds really appealing because it's like, well, even if I don't agree with like how you interpreted someone's point of view, you're still giving me the strict regular game gameplay at the same time. So it's yeah. super interesting. Mm. Just yeah. wish I had uh, a phone. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, who's, I'll, I'll who's keep the developer? Ooh, I think it's just one guy. Um... I'd have to check for you. 
Um, Let's give him a shout yeah, out. Yeah, Let's give him a yeah, shout yeah, out. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Android is the future. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll I'll get it by the end of the podcast, and I'll I'll give a shout out uh, what his name is. But um, but yes, uh, definitely check it out. It's definitely the narrative that pulled me through, uh, throughout Excellent. the game. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll keep a lookout. Yeah, you know, see if see if it comes to Android in the future. Mm. But yeah, definitely recommend yeah. it. And speaking of uh, unreliable narrator uh, narrators, um, I oh. think one game that did that really well was the uh, Tales from the Borderland game uh, from oh, Telltale. Really? Yes, I yeah. uh, definitely haven't played. I stopped giving a shit about Telltale games. Yeah. like seven series ago. So did everyone else, and that's why they're in the position. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're <laughs> fucked. Um, but definitely recommend you I really enjoyed Wolf at the Door, or whatever that's fucking called. Wolf, the Wolf, Wolf at the Door. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. I really enjoyed the first three hours of that game, and then didn't finish it, is what I was gonna say. Who is it? What's oh, a wolf. <laughs> game done. Done. Instantly yeah. finished. Three little pigs. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, I had promised the wolf, the wolf among us. Never... Yeah. So honestly, after I get bored with that game, I stop playing Telltale games entirely. Mm, yeah. And so but when they, there was they, new they, seasons they of The Walking Dead, I was like, meh, wolf at the door seemed to be okay. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about Telltale. It's, like, it's a shame because they had hits amongst the misses. It's like, yeah, you know, and up until the end, like Batman season two, like mm, some of that season isn't great, but like the last episode of that was fantastic, and it's like. But I think that's yeah. like, so. I think give me one of those series, and mm-hmm. people will say there's a good episode in there, but not all the episodes are good. I'd say, I think, yeah, uh, and I think that that had like as you rolled through the series, and that was continuously the like critical updates was like one of these part one part of this is good but the rest not so yeah. much it was like well that had a critical mass where it's just like well no one wants to play multiple episodes of a thing for one good episode yeah i mean yeah. it's, it's a yeah. bit like the marvel netflix series as well like you're like yeah there mm. might be good episodes in these things but there's a lot of trash in the middle and that's why they sort of lost steam in this past year like do you remember the first like season of Jessica Jones, second season of Daredevil, first season so of good. Luke Cage? Those were like moments. And now we've had Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage so season two, <laughs> which is apparently good. Apparently, I think season two was okay. Well, that's an improvement. Better than yeah, better than the first season. My point is, yeah, it doesn't take much. I mean, so one of the things that like, so so one initial point. They lost their cultural cachet because it just became a blah thing. This mm-hmm. is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I think the Telltale games had the same sort of problem, which was there is a moment or two where people might talk about, but overall people were just tired of talking about how parts of this was good and the other parts yeah. weren't. weren't. Um, with respect to Marvel Netflix, I think um, one thing that, like, having just finally recently watched part of the defenders was oh i get what you were trying to do with uh iron fist season one which was doubling down that he's a whiny idiot who never aged from the age 10 so it doesn't understand Mm. how the world works yeah and the defenders made it very obvious when it was like everyone's like shit 
they want you for a thing, maybe you should back off. And he's like, I need to fight! Like, it's like, oh, you don't understand how... <laughs> like, you don't understand how to reason outside of the immediate. And it's like, oh, that helped me understand why Iron Fist Season 1 was so shitty. It was because I thought he was a superhero, and actually he was a whitey bitch with a fat and glowing hand. And I think that's all they meant to do. Yeah, but they just probably. Weren't, they weren't clear that they were also understood that he was a broken person with like really short sightedness. Oh, completely. They yeah, they didn't. They didn't convey that in the first. They didn't convey like, that in the first series. Well, yeah, at all. but like three months after he, his show ended, they had the defenders, and it's very obvious that like, yeah. oh, Danny Rand is an idiot. Yeah, like that's the role he's been playing. And then as soon as you see that, then when you watch like you look at, um, Iron Fist season one, you're like, oh, no one. I, I don't think anyone thought this was like good writing the big problem with that was all the secondary characters also had like really weird sort of mixed um motivations where it's like you can't suddenly switch sides this easily as person x but you everyone sort of did that but like the general narrative of like danny rand is an idiot makes sense of that series mm. yeah. yeah but i suppose at least with with the marvel stuff uh series were coming out that were linked close enough with each other that you were kind of figuring stuff out whereas telltale had so many different franchises well, I mean, yeah, they, they were, they were such a disparate right? uh like release schedule you know mm -hmm. uh, the walking dead is the one series that they've obviously pushed more than anything else yeah uh it was the most success that they seemed to had based it was on also um, like sales numbers that been released. like they did exactly yeah they had Sam won a lot of awards and stuff beforehand mm. but it wasn't until walking dead season one where it's like yeah. oh your shitty engine can make interesting stories that people <laughs> yes. Give a shit yes. About. yeah yes exactly. uh, um... I think since then they just they just dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped yeah. Uh, and even something like Batman didn't have the power to to pull them back up. You know, a very well-established, very well-loved franchise yeah. didn't quite do enough to to lift them out of you know, whatever rut they did. So I didn't even start like episode one, even though it's free on Steam. Because uh, it was because... free on PlayStation Plus not that long ago. But so, so, so episode one has... So... Even Life is Strange is the same. Like these type of episodic games on Steam tend to be episode one free, then yeah. bypass. That's usually when I jump in, yeah. Yeah, and but like true. with Batman, I was like, I know both of you kind of enjoyed it, and I was like, I still don't. It, there's not enough there for me to think it matters. But and... again, there wasn't. There wasn't really for me because I think I finished episode three, and I haven't. Something else came out, drew drew me away from. Right, but I, I mean, I didn't even start episode one based on even the fact yeah. that you and Lucy kind of were like, "Oh, it's okay," but it's like you're kind of just saying it's okay. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And so for me, it was like I, I, know I, I, I can I play quite episode enjoyed one. it for the record, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's not like you have to play this, but yeah. yeah and I think I, the thing I, was, I, was was like, I get I can play episode one free, but I know that like it kind of feels like the way they've marketed it is like there's no point in just playing one episode so giving me episode one free doesn't mean a lot because the narrative makes me will mean i will want to finish the game yeah. and so if i'm not convinced yeah. on one i'm not convinced on three yeah you mean Which you don't want to buy it for 40 this weird paradoxical <laughs> like idea of like you're giving me episode one for free but i still won't start it yeah, you know what's point. you know what's bizarre. Like after this Telltale thing went down, they put out like Batman season two on on the Switch, 
Oh, and Batman season one was like forty pounds, and season two is like forty pounds as well. <laughs> it's like what on earth? <laughs> it's, I mean, like, it's like games of fifteen pounds, like 80, yeah, eighteen quid at most. Yeah, on PlayStation, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I've played a handful of demos on the Switch, mm. Switch lately. Yeah, um, but other than that, I've kind of been pretty Switch light because Switch <laughs> tax. Like I don't play enough video games, obviously. Yes. Um, and so, like, I think I have the wrong system for being casual in the sense of like, I can't easily just randomly pick up a game and play. I think yeah. like, like, so functionally, the Switch is great for being casual because you can yeah. places if you want. Play in but bed. if I'm just trying to like pick up a game and play, it's twenty quid. Hey, uh, there's a lot of games on the Switch that are under twenty quid, and Hollow Knight. Uh, you need to, you need to tell me what ones to buy. Hollow Knight and nothing else. And then yeah, throw you, right, then set right. it alight, set the Switch alight, throw it in the garbage. Just <laughs> play Hollow Knight. Yeah, I think I might try and sell it instead. <laughs> uh, the, the name of the developer on G30 is uh, Kovalov Ivan, I think. So. Ivan Kovalov. Okay. Or, or it could be Ivan Kovalov. He sound, he, 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 I mean, he sounds like he has once been an enemy of Jason Bourne, but I know that's just prejudice. <laughs> I read those books. Are you trying to play whilst we... Um... Yeah, and it's giving to static off, so I'll stop doing that. <laughs> well, go and tweet Ivan, or yeah. Kovalov. Ivan. Ivan, Ivan, possibly, and tell him Android is superior. Like yeah, yeah, tell him you like his game and you... Yeah, I will. I should do that, actually. We need to, we need to droid it up. Yeah, yeah, I will. Do it. Do it. Uh, let's let's move on to my... What oh. I've been playing. Oh, yeah, one be, game. Yeah, yeah. Before you say game. that, I'm just going to say... I've been playing Ooh. Luigi's Mansion 2, finally. Oh, yes. so I'll probably talk about that next week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but Nintendo makes fun games. A good thing to get to. No, they yeah. don't. Mm. Nintendo's <laughs> one of the worst publishers known to them. Made yeah. a bunch of baby bullshit. Come on now. <laughs> it's such That's good it. baby stuff. <laughs> it's like it's not it's scary but not scary so that's what fine. if a they man all... went down a, pl- a, a tube and then got a raccoon tail it's all nonsense it's yeah, talking about donut county aren't most things fucking nonsense <laughs> no um most games make clear clinical sense like slappers so... golden eye slappers it makes perfect sense can't be our job though it's cheap um that's so racism. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, maybe. So you played a game that was. I racist? played a game. Uh, I played a game called Mega Aquarium. Which Ooh, game? Or yes. is it a experience? It's definitely a game. It's definitely a game. Okay. Um, it's like it's a crazy. building and management simulator where you build an aquarium. Um, and not you in terms it? of, not you do, not in terms of just a box full of water in a room with some fish in, but uh, <laughs> an entire, but a glass box publicly. Like yeah, sea well, life center, uh, exactly like the sea life center. Yes, mm. exactly like that. Uh, where you Is have it like to... an aquarium, but mega sized. <laughs> if you want it to be. So there's a campaign. <laughs> Whilst yeah. there's a sandbox oh, mode, okay. there's also a campaign. Okay. And the campaign builds you up 
through. You know, the first level is, is quite basic. It's quite small. You might only have five or six tanks with a very limited amount of fish, which don't have very many requirements. Uh, and it builds you up. And I, I haven't finished the campaign. I'm on the final level, which oh, okay. uh, essentially says, here's a space. Go wild with everything you've learned. In, you know, and it, it's almost thing, yeah. like sandbox mode. You start at uh like rank five which has a certain amount of fish and equipment unlocked and then oh, have to build okay. build your aquarium up so patrons come in and they give prestige points which rank you up which allow you to unlock more things or they give you um, nature or science points based on the fish that are in the tank and these points either unlock new fish or unlock new technology Right. and mm -hmm. you just build and manage then you build a little bit more right and then you manage some more <laughs> and it just does that repeatedly but okay i don't know whether it's just the way i've kind of approached it it's mm -hmm. a very very chilled game yeah uh, i've yeah. never felt any sense of tension or haste right I, I never really feel like, you know, suddenly one of your tanks, uh, a warning will pop up and say, um, you haven't got enough filtration in this tank. And you go, okay, brilliant. I'll add another filter or I'll add a slightly <laughs> bigger filter. Yeah. So it's not the like more advanced it, the warnings don't come like with a like shit. If you don't figure this out in 20 seconds, you fail kind of thing. Well, it's not even that. You can pause the game. So you can uh, pause it. You can, yeah. you can um, build whilst you're paused. pause? All of them. <laughs> Catfish, mate. Catfish. Um, <laughs> and dogfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's... Uh, I find it to be... <laughs> <laughs> I find it to be quite a, a nice, relaxing experience whilst I'm working. Uh, mm. There's not much urgency to it. So I can mm. kind of be sat here. And I, I've been working on a project where uh, it's in the early stages. I'm doing a lot of drawing at the moment. So I've got my pad in front of me. I'm doing a lot of drawing. And I can have it on the screen okay. and let it tick over. And actually, nice. when you have when when you have some kind of alert, mm -hmm. so um, not necessarily with the needs of the fish, but say... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. When you when you upgrade, or at least when you've researched the fish and you need to pick the next school that way, the needs of the one. When you need to pick the next fish to research or the next item to research, uh, the, the game uh, a big pop up comes up on the screen to tell you that you've researched it. You can now right. put it in mm -hmm. your, uh, mm -hmm. your displays, um, and the same as when uh, like an employee levels up. Uh, and they have a point to be able to put into like either feeding or fixing maintenance sort of thing or cleaning right. you know those mm. so you get enough kind of pop-ups that it can kind of be on in the background a little bit whilst you're sort of keeping it on it just to make sure things are sort of ticking over quite so, nicely yeah. a new yeah. fish comes in you put in a new so display it's actually a game it's just like a really slow paced game yeah. oh it's super like slow paced sort of yeah so because because yeah. there are definitely things which are like overindulgent screensavers where like there are things you can do but they don't matter but it sounds mm -hmm. like there's actually a gameplay loop it's just in a really slow pace yeah very much true. and and again because you can pause it whilst you sort of build what you can also do is whilst it's paused you can put fish into the tank to see um 
like what level of filtration or heat that they need okay, to yeah. kind of yeah. build so I... appropriately and place your tank in a certain place which allows that then the machines to be placed behind right. it uh, and but, allow are, are for these sort calculations of of... done while things are paused or do you have to like live them no no well so I say this because like I played so the Jurassic World game that I played yeah. one of the things that was sort of frustrating was like you could you had to like throw dinosaurs into a thing and then just observe them for a bit to understand where their like social levels etc were okay um so there was this like artificial loop of oh like it turns out this type of dinosaur always needs three friends but the only way to, for me to find out is to try putting it in a pen by itself with other animals and then find out x but then sure if i knew that i would just make three of them at one time it never would be a thing so like it wasn't like a good gameplay loop it was kind of like yep. a epistemic one like once you understood where this thing would l like land on the social schedule you'd just be fine and so it seems like so if this was a thing where you put a thing in a tank while things were on pause and you got all the levels then you, it seems to be the same idea of like oh okay before i get on pause i know i need to do xyz so you you get a lot of the information even before you put say like the fish in the tank so okay. yeah. you'll know that it will either be the fish will be a certain size um right. some fish grow over time so you know it can grow to a certain size you know the food type that it likes you know whether it will eat or damage other fish or you know corals okay. or crustaceans yeah. you know uh whether it wants to be in a heated or a chilled uh tank so you get right. a lot of information f straight off yeah. uh so then kind of put your fish in and i think the idea is to kind of play around with those different combinations uh, of animals and the different combinations give you um you know like bonus points and things so if you've got a, a patron walking around uh they walk up to a tank and say you've got the same type of fish in two tanks you won't get the bonus or you won't get the points on the second tank or at least right. that's how it sort of it seems like because they've already seen that fish they don't need to see okay, it so again it's very it's very similar to like the jurassic world type version of like it the idea of like people value uniqueness yes so, yeah, very much yeah so in jurassic um world or whatever that game was called um if you took a picture of a dinosaur you've already taken a picture of you got a like a penalty for uh repeated species which right. I think actually is bullshit because a really cool picture of a triceratops, even if I've seen a picture of a triceratops, still is fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah. and so so yeah. I think it's the same idea where they're like making this like novelty really matters, like as a as as a value in mm. in the base idea of this game, which probably doesn't reflect real people, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, so when you say like it's very laid back and so all these alerts like very preemptive like oh uh you need more filters please put a filter on this tank is there nothing like yes. you know like i don't know a tank just burst or this fish ate all the other fish no. or someone slips on a puddle is so there nothing like you, that no you you there's mm. no uh, sort of element of tanks kind of like bursting uh equipment you have will always just require some maintenance they will never mm, just okay. stop and obviously you've got to have enough staff to be able to maintain all of that yeah. and to feed all of your fish but it, uh, yes some fish can eat other fish but you kind of 
you will be you always get uh, there's a little email system in there as well mm-hmm. so when a fish has uh, grown in size you'll get a little email which will say this fish has got this much bigger and will now eat yeah uh, fish of this size or coral okay. this, crustaceans yeah. of this size sort of thing so yeah. you kind of think well i need to just have a quick look in the tank to double check what the size of all of the other fish are in there okay this one is going to be eaten in the next few days i'll take right. it out and put it somewhere else yeah. so you have time as i say there's there's no mm. kind of there's no real chill, then, sense yeah. of sense of urgency to this yeah. game at all which i'm loving at the moment mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it, sounds it like allows me the appropriate thing for this type of game which is kind of like what if a screensaver was a really laid-back game yeah yeah yeah, yeah completely yeah yeah i think yeah. there's you know space for like all kinds of like management sims some that definitely you know things always go wrong yeah, like, like i don't know did two point hospital do that i know you played quite a lot of no two point hospital yeah. was a bit more uh like firefighting a bit more right? reactive like yeah uh, you know something would happen and you'd have to deal with it yeah um, yeah and you and don't always the have the thing to kind of deal with it so yeah yeah. So this is it sounds like it's on the other scale, end of the scale. Very section. much, yeah, oh. yeah. It's. Um, I, mean, I think. This I, I would say that it seems like a, what you. I mean, when you're doing work all day, um, there's the idea of like the mindless clicker games. Yeah. Which is yeah. like I need a break, point at this, but it seems like this is the like more satisfying way to scratch that itch, which is. Sounds I'm still like doing a thing, but I don't have to like focus on it. Yeah. And definitely, if definitely. my focus goes back to work, I'm not immediately fucked on this, or I laid like led astray because the whole pacing is really laid back. Um, I mean, f- it is completely, and I think for me, uh, this is this is a game that will that will get me to do that and i think i've been you know i've been doing some drawings like right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna concentrate on this a little bit it does have a fast forward mode so it can go at like double speed oh good okay so Um, so like if you want to focus on it there's a way of making those decisions crop up exactly um so that i mean there's there's two sides to that so the first side is that for me it satisfies uh a spatial planning need yeah, true. <laughs> uh, you know i can work on a project and it might be a small extension for someone and it's just going to be a kitchen brilliant okay i can i can smash that up pretty swiftly suddenly i've got a game where it's a big open room and i can do a lot of spatial planning in uh which is fun for me mm-hmm. yeah yeah the other side of that is that and, and i mean it's not just the speeding up side but it's a little bit janky um, especially when you speed up i don't know if it's just my machine but i'm finding that it is you speed up and if it's sped up for a couple of minutes and you're zoomed right out so you can see the mm, entire yeah. kind of uh, As area you would want to if you're like speeding it up exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. it starts to stutter quite significantly where okay. i have to pause it it will then take a few seconds to catch up right i've paused it you know if an alert pops up i I hit pause to see what it is and and understand what i need to do but Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of time to catch up so in this final level which is uh you know just an an open space uh you can expand upon it you can build what you want you're starting at low rank and you've got to get right to the top to get like the prized whale shark to appear in your uh, in your aquarium Whale no shark's whale fucking whale massive. Shark I don't think any aquarium's got whale shark. But it depends on how big it is, Adele. 
It's a mega. Baby one, mate. Baby <laughs> one. Stolen from the sea. Um, it, I've, I've been playing this final level on just regular speed. Yeah. Whilst yeah. it's been on in the background. You know, the other levels have been a bit more faster paced. Uh, you've got objectives to hit. Uh, they come up a little bit more frequently than they do in this last level. Right. So, uh, unless you're playing kind of, you know, if you're playing sandbox mode or this final level, then yes, it's a very chilled kind of experience which you can just have mm. in the background. And maybe the other ones, you can have them on in the background, but you've got to be a little bit more aware, a little bit more reactive, slightly. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, but yeah. It, it, this game is the one that my sister got hooked on. Um, yeah. EGS, not this year, the year before. Uh, mm. It's in my Steam library. Um, might, oh, yeah, I think I might own it as well. I should check. Do it. <laughs> Probably do. It. I do. Um, <laughs> shut up. Sh so, shut up. I don't own any video game. I don't play video games. Yeah. I don't to be know. fair, more games, still more games released on Steam so far this year than you own in your library. So you're not doing too badly. <laughs> True. Really? Yeah, it's probably oh, about yes. a million. It's, it's thousands. It's absolutely it's thousands. It's multiples yeah. of thousands mm. more than your multiples yeah. of thousands of games. Okay. How long did I'm, it... I'm only at 1,400 or something. Only. Exactly. exactly. Like 7,000 games released on scene this year. Why? Really? Uh, That's so shitty. How long did the uh, right, campaign take you um, I've not played Sandbox. I've only played the campaign. How long did that say? I can't bring up Steam because it will kill our video yes. recording, but... Okay. Uh, it's already giving wreaking havoc on my particular stream, and I apologize. Yeah, I think I'm about 20... Ooh. Maybe 22 hours, 23 God hours, but damn. some of that is passive play. Yes. Yeah. That's Just not idea, yeah, yeah. constant on the screen. Yeah. And I don't care. I, I don't have a mega you know. I have Megaton Rainfall, which is a VR game. Okay. Have Duke Nukem 3D Megaton Edition. That's my only Dif Mega game. That's your Megas. It's all the Megas. <laughs> yeah. No Mega Drive collection. Yeah. No, that was on the PS something, which now, because I don't play PS something, so it's just a dead cost. That would have been on Steam as well. S on, on Steam. I think I own Golden Axe on Steam. Where does this rank I'm in? I doubt I ever put money into the Xbox and the PS. <laughs> and it works because I don't think I use them enough, and so they will die for me. And all of those gains of games mean nothing because I haven't kept up. And that's exactly what everyone warned me about, but I still did nothing. Live it's fine. Learning. In a couple of generations, it will just be an app on your smart TV with a giant library of games to play, which you don't mm. own because you've got to buy them again because it's a new generation of things. Yeah. Hey, not on Xbox. I uh, can go Xbox back and play Symphony of the Night whenever I want. Tomorrow, yeah, but you still have to own it. Tomorrow is the day. Yeah, but I got it with three goals. Someone's <laughs> going to pay me money for my Xbox. Yes, that's it. You can you can and go on I'll Steam be done binge. with the Xbox. The best part though is that like, um, you pre-order Streets of Rage what Four, Quantum Dream. What was it called? Quantum uh, Break. Yeah, no. that's one. Yeah, oh. Quantum Break, oh, right, uh, Recore, um, right, Horizon Australia. <laughs> oh. um, all those games I still own because I have them on PC because I got them mm. on Xbox. And so, like, yeah. selling the Xbox was like, oh, it turns out the g games I was kind of like, oh, I want to finish them at some point are exactly the. It, games that I still have access to on my PC because I own nice, them on my That's Xbox. a very nice benefit. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. That's how, uh, yeah, it's so good. 
Like, just, yeah. oh, I bought this game on Xbox, like Thimbleweed Park. You can play it on PC. I'll play it on PC because it's a point and click yeah. game. Ace. Yeah, it's really good. But, um, uh, so, Ben, wh- where does, out of all the management sim games you've played this year, where does Mega Aquarium sit currently? Ooh, um, what games have I played Good this year? What management games have Jurassic I played this year? World? No, he, I didn't no, play I Jurassic, Jurassic Park World. one. Adol played did... that one. Oh, you didn't? I played it. I was no, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I played oh. a game. Adol essentially <laughs> said, it's not, it's not great, and it was like 45 quid. Yeah, it's so, not Yeah, no. my mistake. I thought you played that as well, Ben. I'm pretty sure my review will be, it's not great. And then I played it, and I'm like, yep, yeah, it's not great, and it's expensive. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> That's it. That's all I needed. Yeah. Um, what have I played this year? I don't think I've played many management well, two games point this year. Hospital. Well, two I thought hospital. it was... Well, it's me and my hazy memory, because I thought you also played Jurassic World. No, I definitely played Two Point Hospital. Did you play Theme Hospital when it was like free on Origin or anything? Oh uh, no! I think uh, Lucy, you and I were chatting about Two Point Hospital. And I, th- mm-hmm. I, I haven't played Theme Hospital for a, a while. No. I'm pretty sure that was kind of one of my qualifiers when I started talking about Two Point Hospital. Perhaps. Yes. Um, I've not played Theme Hospital um, for a while. Have you played any of the expansions of City Skylines? I know you played a bunch of City when I, I did play a bunch of Vanilla ago. City Skylines, um, yeah. but I never really like the weather one came in. Uh, there yeah. was a snowy one which came in. There was like a green technologies one that came in. I don't think I played any of them mm-hmm. apart from anything that may have been free. Um, City Skylines was good, but it's a very different experience to Mega Aquarium. I mean, it, it, mm. it's hard to kind of rank them because they are different, different experiences. Yeah. So it sounds like Mega Aquarium is mostly like, almost meditative. Um like pseudo games where i say pseudo in just case of pacing not like it's not yeah. a game but yeah. like what we're used to needing to do you don't need to do at that speed completely which i yeah. really enjoy and i think like I, I brought up clicker games earlier because i think they're trying to like live in that space of not really being a game but occupying a certain amount of time and i think yeah. where they fail is the, the artifice in being slow yeah and so, it, I mean, like, it sounds like what you're saying is Meg Aquarium is a slow game that's okay with being slow while still being a game. Yes. But yeah. if you didn't succeed at the game part, you could still enjoy the slow sort of experience part. So yeah, fair? completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I miss management sims. I wish I had... It just oh, seems just like I'm not so getting any... Yeah, mate. problem. But, but if something I mean, has I a campaign or more... Is all for a week. Yeah. Because who didn't like Sim <laughs> Who didn't? But also, while you play it, you should watch Ants and a Bug Life, a Bug's Life, and then we can like do. An I played the Bug's Life game on PS One. Christ. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Bug's Life. That, it was a platformer. What it? year is this? Yeah. Uh, 1997. Yes, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> was that really? Was that really when those all came out? So either, right? either it's 2018 and I'm 35, or it's 1997 <laughs> and I'm definitely not. So let's let's go with the one that's easier for me to approach. <laughs> Hooray! Well, it's a good it's a good place to finish. To all go and uh, think about our mortality. Yeah. Um, 
Or morality, you know, keeping fish oh, in a small box. Yeah, what, how's the no, ethical... Uh... Not the most sort of moral... <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching uh, realism and normativity this term, so, like, being a realist or an anti-realist about morality is the thing that I'm trying to teach undergraduates. <laughs> Don't get me started about it's whether there impossible. is or is not a moral term. There's <laughs> oh. okay. nothing moral about being an undergraduate. Nothing. Yeah. Anyway, That's so, true, yeah. um, Lucy, what's your favourite beer? Uh, the Brewdog one. Uh, Quench Quake. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the so, <laughs> Aldi one. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. Brewdog versus Aldi. Turns out Brewdog wins. Okay. Yeah. Quake. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, um, that's, that's, it's not, not too stiff of competition, really. Yeah, is it? so I'm saying, did it make but, you quake? No, but okay, so I did it. Like it I did enjoy it. I, I, it's a good beer. It's um one I'd reach for again, definitely. That, I cool. mean, that was my follow-up. Was just like, would you pursue it? Yes, not um, pursue, ben. but I would pick it up again. Okay. <laughs> it's like you know, if I saw come that, back. <laughs> uh, ben, you had that I'm one totally and a different one. <laughs> Go on, Lucy. What was your last point there? Just no, no, that's it. How was the crate beer? <laughs> Yeah, it was because she was trailing off, and then um, you're like, "Hey, Lucy, trail off explicitly." That's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm also picking the Quench Quake this week. Uh, the crate beer was fine. <laughs> That's about it. Um, the Quench Quake was quake? a nice. It, it did, uh, like I kept drinking it, and I'm just everywhere, all over the place. Um, <laughs> I've never been in an earthquake. That would be a, a horrific thing to actually experience. So <laughs> my... I've never been in an earthquake. It literally like stole the jacket off of the pullover jacket off the back of me, Jeez. and then the jacket flew into the air, never to be oh seen. Oh my god! Fucking hell! Yeah, my I was on a family trip with an aunt and uncle who was with me and my uh, cousin and my other cousin, and they sent us across the street from the motel to the convenience store to get milk for the tea. Mm. Was this in Canada? No, this was in the. Uh, we went down to Florida. Okay, makes um, sense. And, and, and it was like, Home it's really windy. We're in the middle of a hurricane. Hurricane. As they said. Uh, but it's like, you are pretty cool. And then, like, on the way back, we've, we, like, jaywalked across the highway, bought fucking milk, jaywalked back, and then I had a pullover Charlotte Hornets. Uh, rain jacket and I the can, I can just see ripped, you like <laughs> and the whip ripped it off of me and then suddenly it was no raincoat it's like I'm getting soaked by rain this is preposterous and it was like yeah we bought you milk I guess I don't have a raincoat anymore oh <laughs> uh, yeah anyway, quench quake um, so, so the, the quench quake or whatever <laughs> the fuck it's called was good but not maybe quakey not quakey not quirky, but a nice, easy sour. Yeah. How about you, dude? Uh, uh, to the cold brew and the Jaipur. Yeah, I think it's the cold brew. The Jaipur was really interesting. Oh, sorry, it was really simple. It did what it said it was going to do, but, like, did nothing um, more than that. Lucy has frozen, yes. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, because she's excellent pose. wide eyes and, like, curiosity in a way that's not really normally Lucy-like, and they happen to be <laughs> describing this like, oh, this beer was okay. Oh, there we go. Lucy's back. She's back. Without that. Um, uh, yeah, so um, the Jaipur was interesting, um, but, like, it could be 
like it was just like oh this was surprising given its definition well yeah. the cold brew had some things going on um what i thought was super interesting was that it was really easy to drink coffee beer like yeah it, it didn't have sort of the the multi biscuity sort of weightiness of a coffee beer which mm. i think is perfectly in line with the idea that it was made from a cold brew rather than a regularly brewed coffee like it yeah. has that idea of like refreshing but not so i thought it like really maps well mm. to what it's trying to do nice. um i i'm not like super enamored with it to be honest i think it's uh usually when i like a coffee beer i like some sort of lingering taste and it just it's super light in that sense yeah so in a way that was surprising, but like yeah, it's it's, a, it's the better beer. Yeah. Good. Mm. Your hurricane destroyed everything on my computer. <laughs> everything. <is> Sorry. Hurricane. hurricane from literally twenty years ago. Like I was fourteen, so oh, it was twenty-one know. years ago when this happened. Jeez. I'm so yeah. old. <laughs> so that's yeah. it from us this week. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, we are at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter. Tankedupcast at gmail.com on the emails. I would read out the Discord server link, but I'm not going to. But if you want to talk <laughs> to would, us... I would, but I won't. Is that <laughs> exactly. what you literally just said? <laughs> I think I was meant to say I could, but I won't. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway. I drank too much rum before we started. I, I was a brew house and ah, Clifton and had four what was i saying I where am thing. i going discord yeah, yeah. join the discord, discord. it's on join the discord Facebook we've opened page. it up. there's a link so it doesn't matter what we say that's right go to the link on facebook yes there we go uh chat to us you can come and join the little tanked up chat and chat to us about beers and games and whatever the fuck you like really uh but do that Maybe as well play games with us if we actually play games that's true. I'm not, I'm not making that promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 I mean, the, the new students at the University of Bristol, there's a, a couple of, like, super, like, Overwatchy players, and I'm like, okay. I don't fucking know about Overwatch at all. There's a hamster. <laughs> uh, so, but I got a free copy. I mean, like, I own... Mm. I'm selling the Xbox, but I own it on the PC. And it's like, oh, I could play this game. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just hearing Overwatch, I just felt very tired. <laughs> right? I, I think we're I think we're too old a podcast to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Adam, if people kids. do want to play Overwatch with you, how do they get hold of you to do so? I mean, they can't. I think I'm... Um, oh, sorry. On Blizzard, I'm at the Omni 2368. <laughs> I think it's what it is. Don't quote me on those numbers, but it's four numbers and it starts with a two three. Um I'm all at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch, in which case it's at the underscore Omniarch, but I don't use it, so don't worry about it. Uh also if you want to play Switch with me, that's cool. Contact me at the Omniarch on other things and I'll give you my like nine uh switch code. Uh I am playing games a little more often these days. Um Primarily, you can find me on Steam, though, and obviously Twitter and uh, whatnot. But uh, that's me. The things. Nice. Yeah. nice. Lucy, how do people chat to you? How do they play games with you if they want to? Uh, Which you don't want just, them to. Uh, I would, but I just don't... I don't play games. I'm like... <laughs> no one plays games. This <laughs> is the Beer and Video Games podcast where <laughs> avoid games. 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want my driver tar to crash into you um, on Forza, uh, <laughs> Juicy Loose Nine on Xbox, PlayStation, Untapped, Steam, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, my driver tar will cut you up. Um, t- Twitter, it's at Tanked Up Lucy. Nice. Uh, if, if you want to talk to me or do things with me, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Here's how you know I'm old. I play Forza Horizon by myself and I listen to the classical music station. Oh, fucking the cl- so, I mean, classical I, music so station. Actually, and that's all my I biggest going back to the um, GTA stations things is that the classical music, music station in GTA 4 also got nixed. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it's That's like, oh no! The, the, I love playing GTA games with classical music because it's <laughs> like just, you're just gunning everyone down. Tarantino classical music. was let loose on a shitty video game, essentially, right? Like, <laughs> like, what if we were being pretentious about our action, or like Guy Ritchie? Like, like I know it's not a good thing, but it also scratches an itch. That's good. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. What's great about um, Forza Horizon Four uh, radio, classical FM radio? Is that the radio host is just like an old curmudgeon, just like me, and is just complaining about all the kids racing? <laughs> the kids <laughs> driving. Oh god, I'm gonna have to replay that game with that radio. I don't know if it's on free. I'm playing four, but yeah. Four just... is the new one, or no? Four is the, four's the newest one that came out. Oh. No, four is the one that came out like. Oh shit! Two he's got weeks a super ago. super yeah. British accent. Yeah, and like middle-aged man, he's like, oh, those children driving. Like, those <laughs> bah, where where is Four based? Britain. In the UK. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know what video games do. I'm an old... <laughs> I don't know what they do. Uh, mostly, is it, is it mostly Scotland and the North? I think so, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I do want to get back to it, because my Game Pass runs out on the 30th of October, so okay. <laughs> I want to get I back might, to it. But so yeah, I think I super relaxing. Credit. Right? I just might like, use it all like for Horizon 7 or whatever we're at, <laughs> because I like racing games, and uh, I can play it on the PC. Just get the Games Pass. My Games Pass for a month. Yeah, but I like barrier to enter with PC. Yeah. I thought it was just Xbox. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm selling my Xbox tomorrow, Lucy. That's like a thing I've established on <laughs> literally on the podcast. I've established I'm trying Hook to get rid of this thing. Hook it up, buy it now, no. download it on the PC, yeah. and then get rid of the Xbox. No, I think so so I have I don't know if credit like on the Xbox. Um so I Xbox store. I'm pretty sure I can buy a like um, all the Microsoft Studio games are buy it on Xbox and you can get it and it'll work on PC. So I'll just mm. use my credit for that. Sign That's up fair. for Microsoft Rewards. Hop it's to... either that or I buy fucking um, Hollow Knight. Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Spider-Man? No, no. I'm going to Spider-Man. borrow Spider-Man from you and then I'm going to finish Spider-Man and I'll probably sell my PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a good shot. It's probably yeah. a good place to finish for <laughs> this week. Uh, the final Games thing I'll say babies, is... Sell your systems. <laughs> That's a good oh, thing to finish. Yes. Bye! Yes. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> no. We're playing Excellent. all the baby games. Uh, is that a DS? Yeah.